Um, but I had a cancerous lump on my thyroid gland. The reason I was feeling pain was because the cancer was like pushing against my throat. And um, thankfully, I could feel that. And they said, um, most people, they don't know. One of my first thoughts was, am I gonna get to play? <laughs> Can I play? Like, are, am I allowed to play after this? And then my second thought was like, God, I just played really well, one. I had the best season of my career and I gave you glory the whole time, right? Like I was like, don't I just, like, did I just do, do something wrong? Do I deserve this? We're here, episode number 10. We got Kelly in the house. Hey, hello. So Kelly is uh, the second half of the, or not the second half, but the other half of Harbor Waipahu staff. Yeah. <laughs> One of two. One of two. <laughs> so Kelly's on staff um, at the church. She kind of keeps everything running smoothly. Everything running. We're a church plant, so smooth is not in our We're trying. We're, We're trying. trying. Yeah. We've said I am the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Of the church. And the defense coordinator. <laughs> oh, yes. And, and, the special, <laughs> and the special teams coordinator, too. Because you run special teams for our church. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, special teams. That comes up often. So how's it been for you? Um, just tell us about yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, how'd, well, you, how'd you get here working for the church? Yeah, we should, we should set the table of our families. Like, our families are pretty connected. Let's see. We, our families go back... We met in college, so yep. over a decade ago, and um, before we were families. Before we were families, no. Josh and I were dating at that time. You and Leah weren't, right? I think by the time we met you, you we weren't were. dating. No, no, we weren't. We I were. don't. I think we met you first, yeah. and then we and then met Leah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're all at UH. Mm-hmm. Leah was helping out at UH after she graduated from Stanford, and um, came friends through FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yep. I played softball at UH. You didn't just play softball at UH. I, I did, but Kelly I did really play. Good. I was I was good. <laughs> I enjoyed really good. those days, yes, of playing softball. Um, and then after that, let's see, we started going to Harbor Town when it was at Liho Liho. And then, gosh, our families, so we have... We have four kids. I'm pregnant with our fifth. You guys have five. Our kids are the same exact age yep. and the same gender. That's wild. It's really cool. Yeah. We're like, what, twin families? Yeah. They got like the, yeah, twin families. <laughs> they all kind of similar. They're all similar. Kind of similar. <laughs> but it's mostly that they're the same age and the same gender. Yeah. Yeah. We have girl, yeah. boy, boy, girl. You guys just had Shiloh, yep. and we're about to have a baby boy. Yeah. So five for five. Yeah. And so we've been rolling together for that long. Like for we a knew decade. each other before we we're kind of on the cusp of adulthood. We yeah. all knew each other, got married, went through the same doula classes <laughs> oh, together. Yeah. Josh, Did that. remember that, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> it was great. That was fun for our first babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And then we really got closer. Once we started going to community group together, mm-hmm. once we both had, well, we started going once we had one, once we had Riley. And then I think that's when our friendship, like as a families, the two families, I feel like we've mm-hmm. really gotten close and yeah. we're really thankful for you guys. I feel like you guys are our closest friends and we text 
all four of us are texting all the time. I don't know if it's called texting. Send, we send memes to one another. And Instagram reels. Yeah. <laughs> Is that communication that's now? That's communication. I guess that's communication. Yeah. But yeah, that's how our families are connected. And then we still lived in town, let's say, what, maybe five years ago. And you guys have had been talking about planning a church and you had wanted that. That was on your heart. And for us, one of the things on our heart was that we wanted to buy a house. And so Josh and I, um, as we're trying to start house hunting, we're like, well, we can't really afford anything in town. And we feel called and connected to you guys. Um, if we know that Christian and Lee are going to plant a church, let's buy a house that's close to where they want to plant a church. And so that was uh, 2019-ish. And we're like, we're going to buy a house. We want to buy it on the west side because we want to be a part of your guys' church plant. We want to be whatever whatever God's calling your family to do in the church. We felt like we should be a part of it. Um, and so we ended up buying a house on the west crazy. side. Yeah. And now we live we live in Ho'opili. It's the best. It is. It it's is pretty cool out here on the west side. And we enjoy it. But so, now, And then once we planted last year... A year ago. Wow, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I came on staff to help you yeah. just organize the back end. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, that's what happened. So before we even get to how Kelly got on staff, one of that's a crazy story in itself. But we're so connected to what's going on at Harbor Church, uh, what's going on in our, each other's lives, I mean, yeah. including Harbor Church. But we are only at Harbor Church because before you guys even got there, because we, Lee and I came to your, right. your game oh, gosh. on my birthday. Uh, we came to watch your that game. That would have been 2013, 2013, yeah. my senior year of softball. Mm-hmm. I know. like you, you guys were dating at that point. We're dating. Yeah. And then you guys came to one of my games, sat next yeah. to Josh in the stands. Yeah, we sat next to Josh, um, got connected with a guy, uh, Steve Knapp. Your biggest fan. I, I would say he is your biggest fan. And um, no, Josh is. Shout out to Steve, though. But Josh will give you a run for your for, for your money, Steve. Um, so we, get, Leah gave him a Sprite, and that caused us to have a conversation, and he ended up connecting me with Matt. And so we got to Harbor before you, but it's because of you guys. And then while you guys were at Harbor, in my mind, I was thinking, if I knew just after a year in Michigan, if people don't get connected to a community group, they'll probably leave. Mm-hmm. And so... I went down to the nursery and I think I saw you and Mari were working and I was like, you guys should come to community group. We bring our kids. <laughs> we bring, we bring Kaoli. And so you guys ended up bringing Riley that day. Yeah. 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 I know it was like that week we mm-hmm. ended up going, I know we hadn't, we've been going to Harbor for maybe a few months, but we hadn't, uh, stepped into anything to get connected. You know, I think that was, we needed the push to, go to a community group. I think that's something Josh and I would, were pretty comfortable. We like, we like our comfort. And so we were just fine, you know, floating, going to church on Sundays. And so once you guys invited us and we knew we could bring Riley, who was only maybe a year, if younger, they were probably younger. younger I think yeah. the girls were younger. And so, um, yeah, once we went, uh, you can definitely feel the difference in church when you're not just coming on Sundays, yeah, that you like know people mm-hmm. that you're worshiping with, know people and know their stories and and in community with, bringing them dinners when they have a baby mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that. You feel the love of Christ way different once you're like connected. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what people miss out on. Just get connected, get plugged in. You might not you might not feel comfortable, but I think if you get plugged in, you'll either find out really quickly that you got to go to a different church or you'll find out <laughs> most people do 
you know what? These people are not that bad. A little strange, a little weird, but they're not that bad. Right. You you yeah. learn that people are messy. Yeah. But also it's so much easier to go through life when you have people yeah. that you can just rely on or that you're constantly seeing. And and that's what you guys have been for us and just being in community. I mean, we we ended up starting a community group together. Mm-hmm. After we went to that initial one, we started one, which ended up becoming a church. church. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, we, cool. and what's funny is we started one week, you guys, we, we had dinner like, hey, we're thinking of launching this group. This is the funniest thing. <laughs> and then one week later, I'm like, hey, you guys, let's go to let's go to Chili's. We invite <laughs> you guys. And we're like, we can't do this. We're shutting it down. <laughs> but we ended up it was pushing like through. one and a half weeks after. Yeah, yeah. We started pushing through. And so, I mean, that was, yeah, it's always been good just um, kind of walking with you guys through early parenthood and figuring it out. And then now we're in like sports season and yeah. we got young kids. We st- I thought by now though, we'd be out of diapers, but we're not. No, like, we're still, no. we're still thoroughly entrenched in diaper mode. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, I mean, um, it's just been cool. Like walking together and seeing how God's working in you guys' life and how much of an encouragement you guys have been to us. Um, it's been a huge blessing and, and yeah, it's cool to plant a church with your friends. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. And I think we obviously wanted to be a part of what you guys are doing because we felt God calling us to it. We felt like um, it was what we were supposed to do. Our family, both of us are from California. We haven't lived in California for uh, since we started college. So it's been a long time, but still um, we don't have as much connection as you do growing up here. Um, But we feel like God was calling us to be a part of whatever you guys were doing um, in the church. And um, thankfully, we've had kids that they're going to grow up together and and feel that same connection mm-hmm. um, with each other because of us and you guys yeah. just being good friends. I want to talk about how you guys got back. Like you said, you guys you live in California. So mm-hmm. what, brought, what brought you to Hawaii, University of Hawaii? Yeah, so we, um, Josh and I, we didn't grow up together. We grew up in similar places. I grew up in a tiny little town called Pine Valley, California. You can Google it. I don't know if you can even zoom in on the town. <laughs> it's so small. It's very really? small. Yeah, it's really small. I'd say 2,000 people live in the town. There's no stops, stoplights. It's a very small little place in San Diego County. Uh, and then Josh grew up like 45 minutes on a windy road from my house. So it's like up and down through the mountains. Um, and But we went to the same high school. So that's where we met. So how far did you guys have to drive to high school? I lived uh, 10 minutes from the high school. Josh lived like half an hour from high school oh. on, on a bus. He'd ride the bus in the morning and go like, <laughs> wow. if you could picture like two lane road and he's on a, on a school bus, like up and down oh, the mountain. Oh my goodness. I know you guys should come visit. What time will all, you know, when we can afford a vacation <laughs> when there are two families can't afford vacations, you know, we'll all go to California. We'll show you. I have the time. I have neither the time <laughs> nor the energy nor the resources. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> to, to go vacation. We know. Um, Church but, plant, if, but if you guys support us, maybe we can go on a vacation. One. <laughs> We're all in diapers. I don't know. Yeah. We, we're going to have both be families of seven. Yeah. We'll see when we go on a vacation. Yeah. Our kids will be into high school. Uh, but yeah, so we went to the same high school together. I came out to Hawaii because um, I played softball. So I grew up playing softball with my sisters. And we started playing when we were five. Um, my parents both played. My dad played baseball at San Diego State. 
and um really yeah and then played a little bit of professional like minor league kind of stuff after so he was he was pretty good he's so unassuming he is he's very unassuming yeah that's my dad and then my mom just played in high school and was around the game and so they wanted their kids to play and so all four of us me and my three sisters all played softball we all ended up playing division one softball too um you guys are you guys are bad yeah, it, it's, I mean, it took a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot of driving. I mean, four kids, D1? It's, it's crazy. And we all went to different colleges in different time zones. At one time, we were all four playing, or we had all four played in different time zones. We were all over the country. It's pretty cool. Oh. Pretty cool. But yeah, so then I got recruited to come out here. And so that's why. Was I it culture shock for you? Because you're Filipino, yes. right? I'm Filipino. And so there's a lot of Filipinos here. Yes. But did it, was it culture shock still? I would. Yes. It's very different. I mean, where I grew up, um, like my high school, there was my family and one other family that was Filipino. Those are like <laughs> the only Asians I knew other than people related to me. And so uh, everyone thought I was Mexican because we grew up. Of course. Uh, like half an hour for the border. Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming out here, it was, yeah, it was a shock that I'm like, people look like me. <laughs> this is so but they strange. don't act like, but they don't act like me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like a mainland, <laughs> mainland Filipino is interesting, but yeah, no, it's a big culture shock. And then even being on the softball team of people that looked like me that were, you know, Pacific Islander and Asian and, you know, it's, Pretty cool, but it was different. It, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even even now that I'm lived here for 15 years, you know, I'm still getting used to uh, being in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm. I feel yeah. like I'm here, and you know, I've yeah. obviously settled and have roots and right, right, right. a part of the community and things. So and so, um, your career starts off at UH not that great. Yeah, just kind of average. You're just an average <laughs> player warming the bench. Like, how did it work? How, how did you deal with that, Kelly? Um, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> yeah, no, what did I say last community group? I was like talking about being a bench warmer. Josh, like, you've never been a bench yeah. warmer. Kelly, so let me just <laughs> tell us about your story, why this is funny. But Kelly is going in community group, sharing about, we, we share about things that we're going through. And then Kelly's like, yeah, you know, it's like when you're the you're you're not playing and you're like riding the bench, you're the bench warmer, and you gotta deal with, you know, play your role. Knowing your role. And I'm like, wait a bit. We're all bench <laughs> Kelly, you were not a bench warmer. So you weren't a bench warmer. Tell us, tell us how your uh, first year went. Well, so what happened was I my my actual first freshman year, I tore my ACL. Mm-hmm. So I redshirted that whole first year of college, which was extremely tough. And then um, my redshirt freshman year, um, I really wanted to dedicate my playing abilities and my time and energy to the Lord. And and sitting out a whole season really made me want to commit that, you know? And so um, we ended up being really good. Um, so that was 2010, and our team broke the NCAA college home run record. And then I um, I led the nation in home runs that year. That's crazy. It's it is and like thinking back now that I'm like an old an old lady <laughs> in my thirties <laughs> <laughs> that could not do that. I'm like, oh wow, that's kind of weird that I was this 20 year old that was really good just, that was really good just that's kind of cool hitting home runs i know but i'm like how did i even do that thing about it, i'm like what that's crazy um but yeah i led the i led the nation in home runs that year and so we were we were really good our team went to the world series uh in oklahoma city that year that was the best 
team in UH softball history. Wow. Um, hopefully, thus far they get. Yeah. I, hopefully, they get even better oh, and they I, play even better than what we played. I but. thought you were pulling like a um, Eric Dickerson. Like I hope no one ever breaks <laughs> no my one ever record. Breaks yeah. <laughs> hopefully, it's cemented yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah. So no. That's what was it? So. Before we even just continue on the story, what was it that made you want to dedicate your first your your first playing year to the Lord? Like, where'd that come from? Yeah, um, growing up, like I said, we had played softball every weekend. I mean, I played year round every weekend, and I felt like softball had obviously become a huge part of my identity. If not my identity, I would have at that point in my life said, hi, I'm Kelly, and I play softball. That was, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's who I was. And um, once I couldn't play, tore my ACL and my meniscus, I had to sit out for nine months, ended up having another knee surgery to repair my meniscus in there. And so um, once softball was taken off the picture, I, you know, I was like, who am I? And and what am I doing? Who Who is Kelly? And I think throughout that freshman year and being away from home, I was really homesick didn't have my family to to fall back on either. It's like who who is Kelly? And um I think Jesus really proved himself in that year that I'm not the things that I do. My identity's not tied to um my output, my production, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my softball abilities, um me as a mom now, you know, like my my production into the world is not uh who I am. Mm-hmm. I am a daughter of the King first and foremost, and God gave me the abilities and the gifts, um, to glorify him. And my softball ability at that time in college was a huge and tremendous gift. I mean, I ended up having a, a good platform to speak the gospel on because people, once I, once I played really well, people are like, wow, you're so small. How do you do it? And why would you, why are you always so happy? And you know, all these things, they kept asking me these kind of questions. Um, and I'm able to like, just share my faith and then yeah, it blossomed from there. Mm-hmm. So that first year, um, you guys went, you guys, you guys went pretty far mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, and then you talk about, um, just giving it, giving glory to God. Right. Yeah. And then, but one of the dip, most difficult things I think for athletes isn't just like because output matters so much, right? When you're when you're performing well, you got a lot of people giving you the respect and the right. love that that you feel like you deserve because you did put in work. Um, but then when you get injured, sometimes that your teammates don't even talk to you. <laughs> like, right. like you don't you don't you're not at meetings and your coach could care less about what you like. It's almost yeah, like I like missed yeah. the half of practice. I was like rehabbing, which. Mm-hmm is like the worst. (laughs) I wanted to be, I started off college wanting to do physical therapy and then like be a physical therapist. And then I tore my ACL and had to do physical therapy. Like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. This is the worst. But yeah, like you, your identity that you thought you had is stripped away. And even now, right? Like our sports didn't last. Our thing that we were so invested in, it didn't last. And, and if that's what our identity is, you're going to be obviously lost. And a lot of athletes go yeah. through that after they're done playing. It's like, I don't know who I am anymore because mm-hmm. you're so tied to your sport. Mm-hmm. So what is, um, you have a lot of success that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what happens after that? What's the next yeah, year? Yeah, that's um, 2010. Probably is one of the biggest 
years of my life. I think it will be probably the biggest year of my life. So Wait, not, not the year that you got married. <laughs> I love you, Josh. <laughs> but well, we started dating in 2010. Oh, okay, so okay. There we go. That was okay. part of it. We started dating in 2010. Okay. Um, so I, our team was really good. We went to the World Series, like played on ESPN, all that great stuff. Um, I broke records. We, I got invited to go to the ESPYS that summer, so that I went like? to the ESPYS, uh, which is if people don't know what the ESPYS, it's like the, it's like the what the Grammys for athletes, kind of. Yeah, it's in Hollywood. We we got put up in a hotel. Me and my sisters, my mom we got put up in a hotel. It was like three days. Um, I got like VIP tickets to these different parties. We sat like next to Mindy Kaling. That, really? Yeah. I, at the ESPYs, it's like me on the outside row, my sister, and then Mindy Kaling and her friend. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Whoa. I thought, so when you, you talked about the ESPYs before, but I always thought that that was like something you went with other teammates not what you're yeah well well our other teammate um so we had our coach and his wife mm -hmm. went and um one of my teammates and her i think she brought her dad or somebody so we each could bring a plus one okay. to the espies and the reason was um because our team got nominated for an SB that year because wow. for biggest upset something something we got nominated we didn't win um but if we had we would have gone on stage That's i don't so know crazy. i guess we would have had to gone on stage but we didn't win so we just sat there and enjoyed the show yeah. uh yeah but we went to the SVs that summer and then um i had already been feeling pain in my throat uh throughout this season at the very end of the season i had started feeling pain in my throat and it was mostly when i was swallowing water or um, taking deep breaths. I could. I just felt something. So I told my trainer, and he told my parents once we were on the road, and my parents were there. They're like, "Okay, we'll just we'll take care of it in the summer." And so then I went to the doctor. They were like, "Yeah, that's kind of strange." Um, got a biopsy, so they like took a piece out of something in my throat. And uh, a couple days later, we get a call that says, um, "Can you come back down to the hospital?" And so we can discuss the results with our doctor. And so once I got that phone call, I was like, ooh, they didn't just tell me on the phone like what was going on. They want us to go back in. And so I was like, this is probably not that great. Um, so then we go down, me and my mom, and I think one of my sisters was with us, and the doctor sitting there, and he says, Kelly, you have cancer. And uh, it, it would end up being thyroid cancer. So your thyroid is a little gland that's um right at the base of your throat and it does multiple things like uh your metabolism and helps your energy all, all the all sorts of things mostly like hormone stuff um but i had a cancerous lump on my thyroid gland and so what that meant was the reason i was feeling pain was because the cancer was like pushing against my pushing against my throat and um thankfully I could feel that. And they said, um, most people, they don't know. So they're, the cancer's growing and they don't know. And so I, thankfully, by the grace of God, felt pain. And so then we got it checked out. And um, yeah, I ended up having to have surgery to remove my thyroid gland and the cancer um, like a couple of days after that. And this was all in the summer between my, um, red shirt freshman year of college and, 
and my redshirt sophomore year of college all in that summer. It was it was wild. Yeah. So yeah. that's like the, the highest of highs and then you just feel like some of the lowest. Yeah, it's it was really it was really confusing times. Um and I remember thinking, um, one of my first thoughts was and I asked the doctor, like, am I gonna get to play? <laughs> can I play? Like, am I allowed to play after this? And, um, they were like, yes. I mean, as long as you're feeling great. And I would, I had later on, I had to do radiation therapy and things like that, but they're like, you can play if you can. Um, and then my second thought was like, God, I just played really well. One, I had the best season of my career and I gave you glory the whole time. Right. Like I was like, don't I just like, did I just do, do something wrong? Do I deserve this? Um, or did I, you know, did I mess up or, or, you know, uh, like all those thoughts are going through my head. Like I deserve better. Um, and I think that's pretty valid of a thought, right? Like when something bad happens, I feel like that's kind of the first thing that we all think is like, what did we do wrong? What, like, do I deserve this? Like what's going on? Um, and, but throughout that, obviously it was really tough. Um, but something that I learned is, is how God can use terrible things in our life to glorify himself. Right. It wasn't about, it wasn't about me. It was about glorifying himself. And, um, I got to once, once, school started again in the fall, came back. I held a press conference, Christian. I had my own press conference. Did you hold a press conference? I held a press conference. My, <laughs> so That's like, a dream. You're living they, the dream. The SID or like the media person for the softball team. Hold on, Kelly, can I tell you a story? Can I just interject? Because you talked about the press conference. <laughs> my senior year, just, just this is how uh, uh, other people feel. My senior year... This is so funny. Uh, we play a game, and it's a championship game, my last game. And I always had bad shoulders in, in high school. I had surgery while I was in high school. But that game, I think I had like 15 tackles. Like, I, I played pretty good. Um, we won on an interception at the end. Like, it was it was a great game. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that was a good way to end senior year, you know? And Rob DeMello is walking towards me. I've never been interviewed in my life. <laughs> He's walking towards me like he's booking. I see him I'm like, yo, he is walking right towards me. And I'm like, I did have 15 tackles. I, I fell into 10 of them. Is, but is it me? He's walking. <laughs> I look and he's right close to me. And he taps me on the shoulder. He goes, you're Christian CNE. I said, yes, I am. He goes, your math teacher is my wife. And she's sitting right there. <laughs> oh, okay, I got to go talk to Kelly. So he like pushes me out of the way. goes to our corner. I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the closest thing I ever had to a press conference. Um, anyways. Well, Rob was at my press conference. We'll wow. That. <laughs> Take that, Rob. I didn't call the press conference. We'll say that the the media person at UH but you was had, like... But you had a press conference. I had a press conference for just me, myself. Yeah. And so it was cameras and, and every, newspaper. Was, was the news... Did everybody know by then that you had um, The news... Or our uh, media person for our team, the SID had written up a, uh, I don't know, note sheet, passed mm -hmm. it out. And so they all kind of knew prior that this is why. And so then I kind of gave my opening statement. This is like what I'm doing. And this is 
this is what happened over the summer. And they kind of had a timeline on their paper so that they could make sure they had accurate information when they put it in the newspaper or whatever. And, um, but at the press conference, I get to sit there and say, like, I know the, the Lord is good. I know that God is in control. This is not what I had planned. Um, but I know that God um, is with us through the muck and with us in the bad. And um, the next day in the newspaper, uh, it was I was on the front page of the sports section. And it's this big picture of me. And the title or the headline says, God knows I can do this. I don't know if I ever said those words, but it says, God knows I can do this. And it's in big, bold font on the front of the sports section of the Star Advertiser. And in that moment, I was like, gosh, you know, I'm complaining about all these things and and worrying, like, did I deserve this? And now... All these people are going to see me and see this headline, and, and I get to be a part of what God is doing um, in sports in Hawaii. He, he's using me to um, bring his name into a place that never, God's name's not on the sports section of the newspaper, mm-hmm. and I get to be a part of that story. And um, that shifted the rest of my life. That, yeah, it really did. Man, yeah, that is so crazy how yeah, like you 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 want to glorify God and it's so I imagine it's so much easier initially to do it when you're doing great you're from that yeah, first year yeah yeah but to have the opportunity to do it in suffering is that's that's heavy heavier nothing I would wish on someone right but something that does show the value of who God is that he's worth more than more than anything else right right yeah. right and I think maybe just me being a good softball player, I would have had opportunities to share the gospel, but because everyone knew of my suffering and knew of my hardship, um, they, it was a lot more people, churches, youth groups wanted me to come speak and give my testimony. I got to come. Yeah. I would go to different youth groups or FCAs and people wanted me to share, uh, to young people. And I, and I don't think I would have necessarily got that opportunity Mm -hmm. was, if it wasn't for all of that suffering. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It definitely, I mean, I remember following up a youth group and um, I spoke and the guy was like, that was, that was, that was good. That was good. Um, but last year, man, it was so awesome. We had Kelly, <laughs> we had Kelly Majum speak. And I was like, <laughs> come on, man. You're great. I just finished. You're the speaker. You're no, the speaker. Like, no. You're the pastor. Oh, man. It was, yeah, but I was in that phase where I wanted to take the, everybody to take the Bible seriously. Right. So I'm like, here's yes. what we're going to do for these kids. <laughs> I'll teach we're, them. We're gonna just have a forty-five minute Bible lesson. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and just because this is a youth group, I'm gonna make sure that you guys have zero fun while we're doing. It. <laughs> so, yeah, you I had I had to follow up you one year, <laughs> one year later, and I was still feeling the effects. <laughs> it's all right. You're fine, Christian. Oh man, that's that's that that's awesome. Yeah. How did that change the rest of your softball career? Um, changed a lot. I mean, I wasn't healthy. I wasn't as healthy. Um, and I still played, I still went through all the rest of my, uh, seasons and, um, but I, I say I wasn't as good as that first year and that's okay. I didn't, I did what I could and I was still, uh, decent and good and, you know, um, but what did change was the relationship that I had with the Lord first. Um, I felt like 
obviously that I was much closer to the Lord and, and had a very different perspective on my faith. Um, but also gave me, like I said, opportunities to share the gospel that I wouldn't have before. And, uh, growing up, I was really shy. I'd still say I'm like reserved. Um, (laughs) I'm a reserved person. I'm not like, well, uh, yeah, on the scale, scale you know, I'm probably, you know, you're, you're, you're on one nice excitement. (laughs) You're, You're on the excitement end of the spectrum. I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle towards the reserved end. Um, and so, I, but I would never have dreamt that I would have to speak in front of people. That was not something I would have wanted to do in high school and for sure before that. And then once I got to college and people asked me to do it all the time, I'm like, oh, wow, this is something I enjoy. Um, something I like sharing my testimony. I like sharing um, my faith in front of people. And so um, I got a lot of that opportunity throughout my college career and beyond. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the one of the interesting things, just and we we kind of talk about it a lot. Everybody has their own struggles. Mm-hmm. Every every you know, different people, different struggles. But athletes have a particularly difficult struggle in in that, like I said, it's it's performance based, right? It's like, what what can you do for me? And if you put if you if you produce. Then you're, it's easy to see, like, if you're if you're producing, you're successful. If yeah. you're not producing, you're not successful. Um, but what do you say to those athletes who I, their identity is their athletics? Their identity is, like, they, they, they not only – it's not only uh, their identity because they just want it to be. It's, it's their identity because they put so much time and effort into, into this thing. But one of the things I've noticed just being an athlete and seeing athletes on the other side of their career, right, is how – kind of sad it is when you lose the ability to play or you lose the opportunity to play that's the worst Mm -hmm. losing the ability i've seen people deal with that but the opportunity to play you still feel like you can and and you're not able to do that anymore you have to kind of pivot yeah um i what would you say to to those athletes or or athletes that are kind of on the other end or just kind of maybe they're seniors seeing the tail end of the career kind of in front of them i think it's valid to feel like i'm mourning a piece of your life that's going to be done, right? Like we because we are so dedicated, like athletes are just uh wired that way that you want to be dedicated to something and you want to get better and better and then um to not have that motivation anymore. I think it's okay to mourn, you know, mourn that loss in your life, but um what we have obviously known and especially now that we're a decade out of playing is that those joys are not nearly as fulfilling. You, the joys that you, the highs that you've gotten from your playing career or the uh, joys that you want to see in the future of your playing career, they just aren't as um, fulfilling as Christ is. And they're not as fulfilling and long lasting in what um, the gospel is. And, and I see that now as, um, in ministry too. Like we, we have an effect on, um, people's longevity in the gospel, like or their longevity in their faith, you know, and, and the, and the work that we're putting in, um, to be a part of what God is doing in people's lives is incredible. And that's going to last way longer than strikeouts and home runs and, um, you know, records and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm really thankful for that, but but as athletes, I 
I love meeting athletes and I think you do too. Like we love having athletes at church or just having athletes as friends. And I think it's because we all have this understanding of how hard it is to work towards something and how um, much time and effort we've put into something. And I don't think that God wastes that passion. I don't think God wastes that motivation that he gave us as young kids to want to do that. And, and I think those same, um, desires that we had and that same passion that we used towards a sport can, can be used in other things. And for me, um, after I was done playing, um, I became a wife pretty quickly after that we got married let's see, a month after I I graduated high school or graduated college. And Josh was still playing. And Josh had a year to go. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah. And so, um, you know, like I quickly shifted that passion and motivation that God had given me for a sport uh, into something else that also probably has longer, you know, ramifications, my marriage and which ended up being my family and things like that. And so, um, yeah, I think... I think God can use sport in a really big way. Mm-hmm. And sport's really still a big part of my life. I mean, yeah. it's not like, it's just because I'm not playing doesn't mean it's not a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's cool being on the other side, um, seeing the importance of the gospel. We, we can help our kids to mm. train, play, enjoy without, without um, making it an idol, without making it all of who you are. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And that's tricky, right? Because... It's so easy to do that. It's so easy. And and you're right, as parents, it's uh, we're obviously navigating that because we're at the beginning age. Our kids are just starting sports. And so it's it's something that I'm still trying to figure out too, yeah. like not make this uh, do or die, mm-hmm. that, you know, not make it so big, but also not so small. Like I want right. you to do your best, but yeah. I also, you know, like I want, I, I don't want you to like go out there and waste time, but yeah. I also don't want it to be everything for you. Yeah. It's difficult. It's yeah. difficult as a parent. Yeah. It's like when my kids feel like it's not everything, I'm like, yeah, but you got to put in hard work. And then when they're, when yeah. they're taking it too serious, I'm like, bro, just chill and relax. It's just a sport. <laughs> like, I don't even know the balance. I don't know. Like, and maybe it's kid by kid. Yeah. I mean, all of our kids are so different from <laughs> each other. Like, you got to just figure that out. And yeah. maybe that's parenting. We're just figuring yeah, it out. Yeah, we're just figuring it out. Oh, that's one of the things I learned as a parent is um, all those books that I read beforehand, they're just guessing. Yeah. They're taking yeah. stabs in the dark. <laughs> they all say something different. And I'm like, I'm just going to take the general principles, raise them in the church, <laughs> disciple them, teach them God's word, and love them and enjoy the season. And then everything and then else after that, the particulars, we're, right. we're just all, we're all trying stuff. <laughs> I'll hit the, we hit the elms up like, Hey, what are you you guys doing with this? Or we're doing this with our kids. What are you guys doing? (laughs) Yeah. We'll figure it. I don't know. I think that's all parenting is. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's funny being a parent now. It's like, um, the feeling I get from some parents, like winning the Super Bowl in 20 years starts today. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) but I see some of the kids. I'm like, they're so far ahead. No, really though. Really though. It's like, why do I feel like my six year old is behind? (laughs) No. He's only six. He's only six, but he can't carry. He's not going to make it to college because he's, he's six years old and behind. He can't track a ball down. What's going on? <laughs> you feel that the way you're sitting there, you're like, Lord, this is idolatry. I try not to I idol. I know it is. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny, man. Yeah, parenting has just been. That's a. That's a. And I think that you're right. Shift your focus. You know, like know that this is a season. Give it your all in, in this season. 
But when God calls you out of that season to something else, it's just as valuable, just as meaningful, but give it just as much God-driven effort, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's what um, being a young parent, especially a young mom, has been really difficult just trying to navigate that um and 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 this year i'm this is the first year i'm staying home i mean i'm working for the church but i'm doing it from mm-hmm, home mm-hmm. and so making that change to like full-time motherhood mm-hmm. <laughs> has been really difficult and and wanting to uh be able to harness that mm-hmm. motivation towards my kids yeah, yeah it's difficult it's so really so what was that like what was the transition so one of the reasons that you're on staff is I went through a lot of assessments as a, you know, just pastoral assessments and things like that. And one of the things I just wasn't good at is like administrative stuff. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not organized. I need to be more organized. I need to be better. But um, one of the, the the great things was just in prayer, it seemed like in a lot of those areas, you're really gifted. And, um, and so we were able just to bring you on staff. And that was probably one of the best decisions that we made as a church is to have you on staff. Well, thank um, you. Oh yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> we, we 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 really believe that, and and like I wouldn't be nearly as effective just in doing what I'm doing if you weren't on staff, and you really keep everything going. It's been a gift to have you at the church. But what has been um, uh, what has been that been like? Just the first year where we're coming up on a year, navigating that a new year. rhythm and working, being working somewhere else, and then working for the church. What was that yeah. shift like? Yeah, so I was I was a uh, elementary PE teacher for nine years, and when you asked me um, if I wanted to be on staff, you said no. I said no, like um, immediately. You're like no. <laughs> well, one because change scares me. <laughs> that would have been well, a huge. You know change. what's funny? You said no, walked out, and then Josh was like, "Change is hard." <laughs> I was like. I was like, what are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? He's like, just give her some time. Let it, let it soak in a little. Yeah, but uh, you give it, we give it. That was a long time. <laughs> it was months. It really was. We were getting close to planting. When but we just, it was like I was at maybe the beginning of the school year. You had asked me, like, what do you think about this? And then took me till maybe like February of the yeah. school year to say, like, okay, I'm going to leave my job and leave my income. And, uh, and well, (laughs) it's all right. I forgive you. Um, and then come home. And, and for me, there was, uh, I've always had that hope that I would get to be home with my kids. And, um, this was God's answer and it was a great answer. Um, but I loved my job and that was, that was part of it was that I loved teaching and I loved the school that I was at. Um, but also, I mean, you were almost teacher of the year or you were teacher of the year. I was, I was district teacher, of the district year. teacher of the year. Yeah. You see that? See that guy? I know. I was a step away from yeah. state teacher of the year. Oh, that, that, was like, were, that was like, to oh, praise God. If you won state teacher of the year, <laughs> Kelly, we wouldn't have been able to hire you. <laughs> no, no, it's still same thing. Same thing. I could have left. But no, it's, it's like, that was, that was part of it. But biggest thing was like. I'm scared of change. Like what, what happens if I do this and we can't afford it or, uh, you know, I don't like it or, you know, what, you know, change is scary to me. And so, um, but with Josh and you guys, 
And obviously the Lord, like it was the right thing to do. And I'm not a person that's like, say yes and figure out details later. That's not me. <laughs> and that's ended up being welcome, what it was. Welcome to church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. Say yes and figure it out later. <laughs> How many times have we've done that? Uh, I can think about maybe three this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> Youth group. Yes. We'll figure sure, it out yeah, later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But but it's this whole year of being on staff and and us working together has been uh, such a good stretch. Like something that I'm not good at is being flexible or or like I said, like details. I need the I need to know them before I'd say yes. And God's like, no, you don't. You don't have to. <laughs> like, is, why why can't you just trust does me? Does this voice sound like God? <laughs> You're like, like what was the details Wait. like? <laughs> We don't need details. <laughs> is that the Lord or is that Christian? I don't know. But either way, uh, yeah, like I think this whole year has been a year of um, trusting mm-hmm. and a year of uh, accepting that I'm not in control. Yeah. And that's been really good, really good for me. Mm-hmm. Someone that likes control or, or just likes just likes to know what's coming. Yeah. You know. You yeah. Know. Yeah. It feels like we're walking by faith in a, in a good way, you know. Um, yeah. And I would say we've, we've really seen God work, like, especially our building. I would say that's obviously the biggest one was we were kind of like, we've only been to church for four months. We're going to say yes to this big project and, uh, renovation and money that, you know, and so we really had to trust the Lord and we said, yes, and we'll figure it out. (laughs) We're still figuring it out. We're figuring it out. Um, Yeah. Uh, did you, one of the things when I came on staff year, like way years ago, um, was that Sunday morning change for me mm. and I had to adjust to like still worshiping and being engaged with worship when Sunday morning's happening. Cause now you're involved in your hand is in everything and your hand yeah. is in, you know, you don't just get to show up and serve in your one ministry that you got, you got all this other stuff on your mind and you know, when things go wrong in the service, how, right. how's that, how's your Sunday mornings for you change? Yeah. You, and you warned me of that. Like you told me it's going to feel more like work, but you got to make it feel like worship still. And, and that's exactly what, um, I've experienced this whole year is you, I got to make sure everything's running. Like I got to be like juggling everything. Um, but I still want to feel like I'm at church, you know, like everybody else that we're, that we're worshiping together. And it's been, that a balance, like trying to figure out that balance. And I enjoy like getting things done. And so Sunday mornings, making sure everything's running is enjoyable for me. I enjoy that part. Um, but I also enjoy when I get to sit and listen to you preach or, or worship with Leah, you know, mm-hmm. like get to, um, just be in service yeah. and, and be there as a worshiper of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just been a balance Yeah, and I, I've enjoyed it. I think that's a, that's another thing. I, I, if, if for some reason someday that wasn't on staff at a church, I still think like church is so valuable because I, I see the value in just being able to go mm-hmm. and just being able to sit and be through a whole service and just worship. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's something that, I mean, yeah, we're in a church plant mode, but we probably have to do a better job of like, 
you and I being on staff, anybody that's serving Josh or Lee, you know, all the people that are serving regularly in the church all the time have Sundays, you know, where they're just sitting, mm-hmm. where we're just sitting and we're just engaged in worship and we're just responding to what's being preached and we're just responding in song, you know, like receiving, right. receiving on a Sunday. And, and it's not just receiving though, because I do feel like when people are engaged in that's that they're, they're also giving so much. Right. By being engaged right. In. Right. Yeah. I think it is balancing. I mean, it's the season that we're in. We know that we're just hustling. <laughs> Yes. And we're just hustling and we're every figuring it I'm out every Sunday. Every day I'm hustling. <laughs> that's how I feel. I, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and for you Oh, this past Sunday. Yeah. That like was a wild Sunday. We're like, we're going to let the timer run out today and yeah. we'll be a little late. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, we're a little late. <laughs> um, but still, I think like for you guys too, it changed. Not, you were already on staff in town, but now you're like on stage every week mm-hmm. and you're running the show and you're, you're, you're going to have to, uh, prep every week. And so for you guys too, your, your tempo changed and Leah leading worship every week too. Yeah. Like the tempo that you were serving at like heightened a mm-hmm. lot. And so yeah. I'm sure you felt that same way of like, gosh, I got to figure out a way to still feel like I'm worshiping the Lord. Yeah. It's a different season for sure. It, it feels like a different season. Sunday does feel like not not hectic, but there's more on my mind. Some more more on my mind now because we're a church plant. Like yeah, yeah, we're still in the stage where like I hope people show up and can serve. Like you're just like <laughs> you're here. Yeah, yeah. You showed like, up again. Like, I hope people don't just sit in the in the edges and they sit in the middle because yeah, otherwise you're yeah. gonna walk in and feel empty. <laughs> um, I hope people find parking right. Like so we're thinking of all these things, but one of the things that's helped us the most is being grounded in our community group. Mm-hmm. Like we still feel grounded because we still are there with everybody else and we're still just apart. And I think that's where Lee and I feel the most at home. Well, in the church, yeah, on a Sunday, but in our community group, we're just ourselves and we're right. still rolling with that same rhythm that we had before we planted. Um, and so I, I think that having that involvement in your church where you're not just mm. separate, I think that 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 co- helped us to not, we never feel isolated. We never feel alone, you know, in this church plant and um, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. And I hadn't thought about that, that, yeah, we still feel like we're making friendships with mm-hmm. the people that we're worshiping with or serving, mm-hmm. you know, that we're serving on a Sunday. We still feel like we can connect with people and enjoy dinner together and things. But I think that working work, I guess working for a church is different, but just serving constantly for a church, it really changes um, your family life. And I think that's something I'm thankful for, mm-hmm. uh, is just how much Josh, my husband has changed and well, that, well, not changed. You know he has I mean, changed. But, well, who, who knew? We didn't know. <laughs> Josh went through a metamorphosis. Of sorts. <laughs> Josh was our, Josh just was our security guy in town. Yeah. Just that's because, all he did just was because security. We're like, he, he's, he's, he's the tallest guy here. He looks scary. <laughs> yeah. Let's have He's intimidating. Be, let's have, a stand let's have him be security and stand outside, which he enjoyed. Yeah, he was fine with. But uh, what has for me as a wife, I've been extremely thankful to be thrown into a place where he um, feels like he has ownership over things to do like he's he's doing as much as he can. He figured out sound. Yeah, figured it out. I don't know how and he tells me either. things and I'm like cool. I don't know what that means, but great. (laughs) Do it on Sunday. And, uh, and he knows, yeah, he's figured a lot of stuff out and, um, 
as a wife, I'm so thankful to see my husband um, be willing to serve the Lord in, in such different capacities. And I think that only happened because of the church plant. I don't think he would have felt he, he, he always feels like, oh, I'm going to step on somebody's toes. Somebody mm-hmm. else knows better than I do. And I feel that a lot, mm-hmm. too. It's like somebody else could figure that out better mm-hmm. than I could. Um, but because it was a church plant and we had no one else. We had no toes to step on. <laughs> there were no toes. <laughs> you had step to create. wherever you the, want, bro. Yeah. Create the path yourself, please. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, he has, yeah, done a phenomenal job mm-hmm. of just going and yeah, serving our, and doing. Yeah, I, I've been blown away just... Um, and all the stuff that he's involved in, just leadership, praying, uh, the wisdom, to the wisdom that he has. Just because I wasn't involved with Josh at this capacity at, right. at Harbor Town, that's why. Um, and then, so not only that, but also just his willingness to like take up sound and not only take it up and just do it, but kill it, like learn it, master it, all of those things. Like have a vision for what next steps we're going to take, you know, when, when we have to take them and yeah, just, that's been unreal. I just, yeah, it's been so cool to see. And, and I guess that's, that's also an example of, um, for churches, you, you never know what giftings people have or no. what things that they can, what they can do. And to other people, you never know what giftings God's given you. You never know what abilities he's given you, you know? Yeah. Even as his wife, mm-hmm. I didn't know he was going to be able to figure all this out mm-hmm. and that he had a good ear, ear. for sound yeah. and like he could understand the tech side of it all. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea. Yeah. And I think that's something we've, we've been married 10 years. And um, one of the things that I've enjoyed being his wife is learning. <clears throat> he's very talented in a lot of things. And um, I tell him this all, this is always, I tell him this all the time, so it's not like I'm talking about his back. He's like a big boulder, okay? And he's stuck in the sand. <laughs> he's stuck. We, okay, hold on. And then... Have you thought about this? Or are we going to yes. keep going? Okay. No, we're going to keep going. Okay. He's stuck. Like a big, big boulder full of, full of uh, lots of potential that like... If, if we can just get him rolling, we just got to get him rolling. He's going to do so much stuff. Like mm-hmm. you just got to be able to push him off the cliff and get him going down the hill. And, and there's a lot of people like that that are like, somebody else could do better. Or like, ah, I like it up here at the top of this, you know, or I like it where I'm at stuck, like mm-hmm. comfortable. I'm comfortable right here. And once Josh gets nudged and you're really good at this nudging him in the right direction or like just making him do something he's so capable of a lot of things and and like you get him rolling and he's awesome yeah and he's so good at great things and so as his wife like i'm constantly trying to see what i can like get help him see his potential in. and there's a lot of people like that who who like could serve in church and um, they don't want to step on somebody's toes yeah. or they're like, uh, I'm not really sir. I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I would be good at it. Um, but you just got to get like pushed yeah. Yeah. in the right direction. And then you get rolling. You're like, I love this. This is, mm-hmm. this is exactly what God uh, called me to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause we couldn't do what we're doing without him. Like a lot of our, um, like worship where it's at and him and Leo's partnership together. Yeah. yeah. It's unreal how well they work together yeah. and how much they're on the same page. And like, um, 
just serving with each other. That like it's almost like they got this uh they got this uh when you watch them work and at rehearsal and then on Sunday, like they're so in sync. <laughs> like they know so, what they like, want. Yeah, they, they definitely want. do. It's pretty crazy. Just it's, I that. know, and I think that's one of the reasons uh worship is so good. We have great worship at this teeny mm-hmm. tiny little church is because of Lee and Josh, like yeah. working really hard throughout yeah. the week and the Lord blessing them with talent. Yeah, they, they <laughs> work. So it's crazy because we're on staff. Yeah. But in some ways, I feel like. The are they outworking that, us, the Christian? That are, they're not outworking us. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. But um, the thing, but it's almost like the thing you don't account for when it comes to being on staff is your family's in this yeah. as well. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, so. They serve probably just as much, you know, as, as we do. They, they're just along. They're they're with us, you know, mm-hmm. and all of it. And um, so, and I think we just, God just blessed us. You know, we got just our fam, our families are just so invested in, yeah. in the church. And yeah. there's other families invested, but just, just for our conversations. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is what has been like raising your kids in the church, right? Because that was mm-hmm. one thing. That was, that's one thing. But now... They're at the church all the time, even when they might not want to be there, right? (laughs) They're just there. Um, What has been, what what has that been like for you guys? Yeah, I think that's something we're navigating too. I'm sure you guys are as well as that our kids, it's like a second place that they're always at. Like, okay, we got to go, we got to go to the meeting with Uncle Christian at the church. Okay, we got to go clean the church. Okay, we're going to, you know, we got to be there early so that we can practice and worship, daddy's got worship rehearsal. So we're always there. And they feel very comfortable. And our kids, mm-hmm. I think, our two families is enough kids. But they feel like they run the church or run it all over the place. And they're yeah. like, they they definitely feel ownership over mm-hmm. the over the space. But it's um, just but second what, home for them, though. Yeah, right? and that's what it, you got to navigate. Of um, it's wonderful that they feel at home at church and. A lot of our conversation at home revolves around church, um, and. Uh, but you also don't want it to become a burden to them that, gosh, we got to go there again. And, mm-hmm. oh, we got to sit still again. And, you know, and and I think we're both in the thick of that, of how to navigate our kids' mm-hmm. faith um, yeah. while they're constantly at church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I never wanted the, like, Lee and I always talked about it, too, when we had kids. Just, we never wanted the church to feel like... Um, to feel like a barrier between you know, time with me, you know, mm. time with dad, mom, and the, and then but then they 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 would spend time with me, but they're spending time with the church, right? And so navigating, I, I feel like I think it's a grace of God that it's on my on our minds. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't want to do that, you know. I don't want right, to because even though we work, from, if you work for a church, one of the qualifications, just even as a leader in the church or anything like that, is oh, one of the ways that you live out your faith is by loving your family. Yeah. Right. And you don't love the and you love the church, but you can't love the church at the expense of family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're working for church, though, it's just like, you know, and this because you work, it applies for everybody that's serving. And we sometimes I wonder if we like, should I say this? We're a church plant. We do need people serving, but no, we have to stand on this. We have to say it. Yeah. Don't serve the church at the expense of your family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. If it's too hard for you to get on on a Sunday to, to get to church and do all these other things, then you coming is is enough, you know. Then mm-hmm. yeah, push yourself, stretch yourself. Like God can provide all the energy you need. At the same time, really want to emphasize loving your family and not dragging them, you know, dragging them through this serving the church thing. Yeah, and and, and you're right. Like sometimes 
our kids are like the after effect of us trying to be so helpful to the gospel. They just get like stuck behind us and they're just waiting for mommy and daddy to turn around and look at them. But we're so focused on everybody else, all the, all the adults or, or all the tasks we have to do that we're not looking at their hearts and yeah. looking at how they're growing towards the gospel. Yeah. I, I, I appreciated this when I was at a uh, Harbor West, just when they first started, they had kind of similar stages. A lot of kids, there was a church plant with a lot of children. And one of the things Justin used to say, I don't think we say it enough, but he's like, to us, kids are not a distraction. I don't know if he was doing that because they didn't have kids. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a good strategy. No choice. <laughs> but at the same time, I like that seeps into the culture of the church. Mm-hmm. Kids are not a distraction. Like if, uh, to, to discipline your kids, yes. Um, but at the same time, are kids going to run around and are they going to be loud and they're going to throw fits sometimes and, and do all kinds of things that um, adults wouldn't do? I hope adults wouldn't do, <laughs> but adults do do those things. <laughs> sometimes. Um, but they're not a distraction to us. They're not a distraction mm-hmm. to worship. They're not taking us away from worship. They're a part of worship and they're a, they're the young people in our community, right? Yeah. Like we treat them like... They are the young people in our church community. They are part, they're as much a part of this family as any of you guys, any of you adults. Yeah, right? that's a that's a really good word. Like our kids should feel like it's their church. Mm-hmm. Like it's great that our kids are what we got five and four. Yeah. <laughs> All those kids feel about like 10, yeah. about to have ten <laughs> between the two families mm-hmm. uh, that they feel um, comfortable being in the house of the Lord. Right? Like yeah. it's it's a really special thing that they can. Uh, be there late and uh, get to be there early. And also we get to, as parents, push them towards serving too and and finding out what our kids enjoy. And um, like my oldest likes doing the slides and we've let her, she's only eight, but we've let her sit there and, and do the worship slides, Mm -hmm. like uh, push the button to, to change the lyrics and she enjoys it. And it feels like fun or it feels like she's a part of helping daddy mm-hmm. or mommy um, make church go, mm-hmm. you know? And so being able to figure out what our kids enjoy and how they want to serve in church is really cool. And I think of um, Sarah and Paul Moody who have older kids than us and they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. They're older ones are teenagers and that when they leave, it's not just that Paul and Sarah are leaving, but I'm feeling the weight of her teenage sons leaving. Yeah. Like they're so helpful. Just leave them behind. <laughs> leave them so behind. We'll, we'll send them up in for winter break and stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll board them here yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, just yeah. just to see kids getting to serve in a church um, and finding ownership is really cool. You know what's been cool too? I mean, I, I pray that this would happen, but our kids have been more excited about the instruments. Yeah. And I'm like, go drum, go like, Are we you gonna know, have a youth band pretty quick. <laughs> well, the way that everybody that, um, our, band our, is our going, worship is, we might need a regular. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Just, uh, just to give people some relief, you know? Yeah. That would be great though. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. have a Kaoli on the drums and she really get, likes the drums. you should, yeah, you guys should teach her to play the Cajon. Well, at I don't least. know how to play instruments, oh, but yeah, okay. I don't either. <laughs> We're <laughs> just telling cool, But it's cool to see like, um, what are, what the interest that our kids have, we can we can tell them like, hey, listen, don't serving at the church doesn't just mean working for a church. It doesn't just mean being a pastor or speaking up mm. on Sunday or doing yeah. doing all the things that you're doing, right? Serving in the church is using whatever gifts God's given you, um, and finding opportunity, right? Wherever opportunities there are to serve, find those two things and 
and you can you can glorify God that way, you know? Yeah, I think uh having your family on mission with you, right? Like having mm. having it not just be um mommy's job or daddy's job or or even with um Josh in his day-to-day job, he's a strength coach at UH, making sure that our Oh yeah, he has a day job. He's got a day job. <laughs> He's, he's really good at his job too. And, uh, he's a coach. And so feeling that our kids are on mission with whatever work their parents are doing is really valuable. Like feeling that, um, they're not being put aside so that daddy can go to work, but that daddy gets to go do this really cool job. We get to visit him sometimes, you know, and Mm -hmm. go see what his teams are doing and, and, and help him coach or whatever it is. But our kids feel like they're on mission with us in our workplace. Mm -hmm. And that creates a such better atmosphere at home um, that we feel called to the same mission. The kids feel called to the same mission as their parents. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something we're trying to navigate. And I think our kids have really enjoyed being at our church. I think yeah. it's been really fun to see our kids enjoy church. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because you guys are there. So thank you. No, thank you guys. <laughs> they have their built-in best friend there already. I, so I just try not helpful. to take my kids to like other churches where they go. They're like, gosh, they have cool <laughs> toys. Gosh, they got a playground. Yeah, they, got, they got a playground. <laughs> But look what we got. We got a nursery. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It's nice. A 10 by 10 nursery. Yeah, yeah. We got a 10 by 10 nursery. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, What are you, uh, we're coming up on our one year. What are, what are you looking forward to just this? Well, hmm. yeah. What are you looking forward to in this next year? Because I feel like we're year. just, we hit the right. We were, so we were meeting at a small conference room for a, for a long time. Yeah. For, uh, for the first six months, seven months. And then we transitioned quickly into a full on renovation. And we just been there. We're finally starting to get kind of our feet under us in this thing, and we're already at year one. I know that's crazy. Yeah. So, what is uh, what are you looking forward to year two? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, I'm excited for more cakey stuff, more kids classes. Right now, our elementary is uh, our elementary kids sit in worship, which has also been great. Yeah, it's been great. It's like we're in that season, and our kids have enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but. I think one of the biggest benefits of us getting an elementary class is that we're going to free up chairs for more people to come because <laughs> we have a lot of kids. And so um, I think getting them an elementary class is exciting for me. I was an elementary teacher and maybe that's why I'm excited for it. Um, it's because I'm excited to teach it, mm-hmm. teach class. And then also I'm hoping to do more um, stuff throughout the week uh, using our classroom that we're going to get to to serve those elementary kids, maybe a club or something that they can go to um, that we can do like a good news club or something like that or or meet with the moms and do Bible study, something mm-hmm. like that. So I'm excited for for kids stuff. Yeah. 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 But I am, I'm also having a baby in about a month and a half. So no, yes, <laughs> no, no, I mean like, yes, no, <laughs> yes, but don't. I forgot. Oh, right. I forgot about. That. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what I say in yeah. uh, October. I'm like, oh, man. I'm, I'm over it. I can't do any of this. Oh man, <laughs> don't say kidding. that. I won't say it. No, I won't you, say that. You do whatever you need to do to come back. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I won't say that. Don't I worry. think you're right. I, I am looking for. I'm looking forward to being able to do because Sunday morning is the most important thing that we do as a church. Is, yeah. Right, God sustained his people for many, 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 many generations through a Sunday morning gathering uh, weekly. However, 
I am excited about the opportunities we get, especially missionally for our community and for even for to serve our church during the week. Yeah. For more things to happen that isn't just Sunday morning. Yeah, and, and we Sunday just, morning's a lot. We just but, haven't had the capacity. Yeah. To do that, and we'll see if we even have the capacity in year two to do that. Now mm-hmm. that we are both of our families just had a baby, yeah, um, we'll see. But that's yeah, I think that'll be exciting to grow more throughout the week mm-hmm. and and do more for the community, like you said. Yeah, be cool. I'm praying for more people that, and we have just great people. But everybody's doing so much at our church is a church plant. So if there's anybody out there that would like to join a church. I was looking to hear the gospel or you're not plugged into somewhere. If you're plugged in, stay there, be faithful. But if you're not, man, we we want to do a lot of things. We want to do a lot more. We want to bless the community. We want to engage um, more unbelievers. And so yeah, and all those I things we're excited about, we do need help. So. I, <laughs> we're not just using yeah. you. Yeah. But like we said earlier, I think people are missing out on so much more of Jesus by only going to church on Sundays. And that's not like a, you know, a legalistic thing to say, like Mm -hmm. you have to go to church on Sunday and then you also have to do this, this and this. Mm -hmm. They're just missing so much more of um, community and fulfillment um, by just sitting and, and hiding in a, in a chair and leaving fast. You're, you're missing so much of what a gospel community is like Mm -hmm. if you're, serving on a Sunday, getting plugged in to a community group Mm -hmm. and meeting friendships and, you know, growing closer to the Lord through the people that you're worshiping with. It's so much more beneficial Mm -hmm. than just an hour on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so if you're looking for that, we are looking for you. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Please. We are looking for you. (laughs) Go. But if you're at another church, if you're somewhere else at another church, continue to be faithful there. And we'll pray for you guys as you're faithful there. But if you're not plugged in anywhere, <laughs> no, it's so, it's, it, it really is, um, it really is true that like the more you give, the more you receive, right? Like when Jesus says, it's, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one big lesson that our families are learning. Because like you said, even when we we're at another church um, uh, in town, we were giving, but not to this extent, not to this level, right? right? And at the same time, God has provided energy. And at the same time, while we've had difficulty and it's been hard at times, it's been, we've been trying to figure it out. At the same time, we've received so much blessing from giving and serving and connecting people, seeing people come to know Jesus and get baptized Mm -hmm. and um, grow in their faith and grow in their, um, in their ministries and, um, just walk closer with the Lord. Like the cool thing about being in the church is you are on the front lines of seeing that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been amazing. It's not like you just hear a story and go, um, Oh wow. They gave their life to Jesus. No, you've heard it from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. You were, you were there the first time they came, you know, like you were there the first time and, and now, and, and they were doubtful and now they're, now they're doing this. Now they're following Jesus. I think, um, that, that is something too, that I look forward to seeing Mm. more of people come go from death to life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. I'll pray yeah. for that. Yeah. We want that in our church. Yeah. And for our kids. And for our that. kids. We have so many uh, disciples that yes. <laughs> are already in our church. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Can. So many that need discipling. But this is good. I appreciate it. Kelly's on uh, um, Kelly's on staff with us, and it's been just really good. And uh, I don't think I could do this. I don't think our, 
um, our church wouldn't be where it is without you. So I appreciate everything Thanks, that you do. Christian. Yeah, everything that you I've do. enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you for jumping on. Yeah. Appreciate it. We got the first one out. We're going to keep doing this. Yeah, we will. Let's go. <laughs>